blessed Sunday, NBC. Thank you also to Pastor Stephen for inviting me and for allowing me to share the Word of God with you today. Now, I hope that every one of you is still healthy, happy, even though we are all still at home and during this season of online. And sometimes it can actually be a dampener to our spirit, especially after we have built such a great momentum since last year's Circuit Breaker, you know, to have our services on-site and to have our services and our church back on track again. And now, right now, we have to go back again to online. And I know that somehow it can be like a setback. But how many of you know that with Jesus, all of us can experience the power of the Holy Spirit, especially, you know what? Last week was Pentecost Sunday. And if the Holy Spirit is there, the Holy Spirit will revive us, the Holy Spirit will recharge us, and every setback that you and I experience can be made into a comeback. So NBC, I want to encourage you to be strong and I want to encourage you to stay happy and to stay healthy. We know that these two will pass and you're going to go and grow from strength to strength, glory to glory. So you're doing such a great job. Let's give everybody here a big round of applause. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, church, today I want to encourage you how you and I need to turn our eyes onto Jesus and not look at the limitation and the restrictions that you and I face in life. And I want to begin by reading to you in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 to 10. So I hope that today the Word of God will minister to you, NBC. The Bible says, We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. You know what, NBC? In times of difficulties like this, the life of Jesus that is living inside us want to produce or will produce the faith to see that life is still full of possibilities. In spite of all the impossibilities surrounding you, in spite of all the restrictions and the limitations that you face, the spirit of faith inside you, right, wants to give us, right, this optimism to be able to see the impossibility, to be able to see what God still wants to do through you. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, the spirit of faith. And over here, right, Paul continues in verse 13, right? He says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that He who raised us up, the Lord Jesus, will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. Did you see here that Paul described the spirit of faith as believing and also speaking? Once again, the spirit of faith described over here by Paul is not only believing, but it also consists of speaking. That means it is not just believing that God can do the impossible, but it also requires you to speak it out in faith, 
to speak out what you believe, to confess it out in Jesus' name. And that is why during this difficult season, all the more, we need to be careful with what we put inside our soul, our spirit and into our mind. What we read, what affects and influences us within, you have to be very careful. But more than that, it is also important for you to be able, right, to be careful of what you say to yourself, of what you say concerning what you are going through in life. You know what, church? Take a look, right, at this example with the woman with the issue of blood. The woman with the issue of blood, in Mark chapter 5, verse 27, 29, the story goes like this. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt her body that she was healed of the affliction. This woman with the issue of blood had heard about Jesus. She knew that Jesus could heal. She knew that Jesus could do the miraculous. But until she began to speak it out to herself, until that belief right, becomes a reality inside of her, and when she began to speak to herself, for she said, if only I may touch his garments, I shall be made well. What is that? The spirit of faith caused her to act out what she believed. Because not only she believed, she began to say it to herself and that faith, that belief became a reality. And when faith and that you know, confession come together, it gives you not only the faith to believe, but the faith to act. The faith to act out what you believe. And the moment she did that, the Bible says she experienced the blessing and the healing of God. Let's give Jesus a big round of applause this morning. Hallelujah. NBC, today I want to talk to you about the spirit of faith. That during this period of time of limitation, don't lose your faith. Don't feel discouraged because the Holy Spirit has been poured upon you. And the Holy Spirit wants to give you the grace and the power to continue to do what God has called you to do. How many of you can say amen? The spirit of faith. Now, let's begin, okay, right? Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 to 10, all right? This is about the story of the faith of a Roman officer. The Bible says, when Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my house. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go and they go. Come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I will tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. Wow. You know what, NBC? As you read this verse, I want to tell you this one thing. In crisis, when you don't feel God's presence, God's word is not an inferior substitute to God's presence. Hallelujah. 
I want to read to you one more time. In crisis, when you don't feel God's presence next to you, God's Word is not an inferior substitute to God's presence. Because when the centurion, right, wanted Jesus to come and to heal his servant, Jesus said, I will go to your house and I will heal my servant. Guess what? <laughs> right, this centurion said, Jesus, you don't have to, right? Because you only need to say the word. Because your word is not an inferior substitute to your presence. You just say the word and my servant will be made well. And the Bible says, God said, Jesus himself said, I have never seen such a faith in all of Israel. Oh, hallelujah. You know what, church? This centurion over here is no stranger to the ministry of Jesus. Because this centurion, right, not only had been following Jesus, the Bible says in Luke chapter 7, verse 5, right, the Bible says that when they came to Jesus, they backed him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving, for he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. This person, this centurion, regularly gave to the building of a synagogue. So he had been hearing about Jesus. He knows who Jesus was. All the miracles that Jesus did, he knew it. And he knows that Jesus could heal the sick. But it is one thing for you to hear about Jesus and understand His power. It is another thing when you not only understand them, you start telling it to yourself that it can also happen to me. Ah, hallelujah. You know what, NBC, so many of us, we hear so many great stories in the Bible and yet we think that they are only stories for us to inspire and motivate others. Not knowing that those stories are for us to believe and to experience them for ourselves. Hallelujah. That's why he must have said it to himself over and over and over again. If Jesus is truly God, then he can do anything. Then he doesn't even need to come to my house. All he needs is just to say the word and my servant will be healed. And the Bible says, Jesus marveled at his faith. And do you know that the Greek word for the word marvel is the word taumazo. Taumazo, which means he marveled in wonder. His jaws drop, his eyes pop out. He was astounded. Why? Because this is something that is completely unheard of. He has not heard someone suggesting such a thing to him. He has not seen a faith like this in all of Israel. Wow, hallelujah. NBC, in this season of time, I want to encourage you. If you can have the faith to see it, God's power is always available to perform it on your behalf. If you have the faith to see it, God's power is available to perform it on your behalf. And how many of you today, during this season of time, are still thinking about the impossible? Maybe in this season when all of us are experiencing a setback, you know what? This second semi-lockdown that we are experiencing hit many of us because it came as a surprise. All of us were on a, on a good momentum, but many businesses today suffered a setback. But you know what, friends? No matter how many restrictions or setbacks you and I face, 
if you and I learn, right, to continue to have faith in God and to put our burden in exchange for His burden for us, then let me tell you, no matter what you and I are going through in life, God has the power to perform it on your behalf and to do the impossible for you and to ensure that you and I will tie through this period of time and you will still come out victorious in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. How many of you can say amen to that? If you have the faith to see it, God has the power to perform it. Now consider this. Even when Jesus was about to leave His disciples, right? What did Jesus do before He left? He presented to the disciple, to the disciples a very impossible task. He says in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 19, Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Wow! It's a huge challenge. Given it at a time, there was no airplanes, there was no internet, there was no television. So when Jesus told the disciples, go to all the nations, you know what? It will require the disciples to go by boats or even by road, walking. So it's a huge challenge. <laughs> and yet, the disciples didn't say, Jesus, you know what? I don't think we are up to it. Jesus, there are so many limitations and restrictions. Jesus, don't you see that it's impossible for us to go to all the nations? You know what, church? The Bible says that the disciples receive it in faith. <laughs> they knew that when Jesus presented to them the challenge, give them the vision, He will provide the provision. Hallelujah. And all they needed to do was to believe and to allow God to use them accordingly. NBC, if we take our Lord seriously, and dedicate ourselves fully to His Word. Our time and our talent and those, you know, things that, we, that God has given to us, our resources to the fulfillment of His promise to us, then let me tell you, God will perform it on your behalf. He will make sure that whatever things, right, when you put your heart into it, God will make sure that He will perform it on your behalf in Jesus' name. So, don't lose your faith, right? Still continue to be committed to Jesus because God is still not true with all of us. But the question is, how do we begin? Where do we start? I'm glad you asked. And I'm not going to preach very long. I'm going to show you over here. From this story, the centurion story, we can know how you and I can begin, right? To activate the spirit of faith. Well, let's go back. Look at Matthew chapter 8, verse 7. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. Now look at verse 9. I know this because I am under authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go. Come, they come. Ah, where do we begin? How can we start? right? To have the spirit of faith, to believe that God can still do the impossible for us. Well, church, the centurion understood authority and how to live in that authority. Hallelujah. 
NBC, there is a difference between authority and power, right? Many of us, we say, God, I want to do the impossible. Give me the power to do it. The thing is, all of us are still waiting for the power to come, right? Then we act. I can tell you this. If you are waiting for that powerful sensation to come, then you act. You know, like what most Singaporeans will say, wait long, long. Hallelujah. But if you understand that you have authority, that means what? You don't have to wait for the power to come. You are already authorized by God to pray for the sick, to heal the sick, and to do the impossible. Listen, the difference between power and authority is this. It's just like, for example, you are tasked by God to stop, right? A oncoming truck in the middle of the road. What must you do in order to stop an oncoming truck, right? In the middle of the road. Well, you can stop it through two ways. Number one, through power. If you want to stop the incoming truck, right? In the middle of the road with power, then you need to pray to God. God, give me the power of a superman. So you got to wait until that power comes upon you and from Clark Kent, you are transformed into a superman. Then you will, all you need to do, right? You just have to put up your hand and you can stop the truck in the middle of the road, <laughs> right? But you have to wait until you are transformed to become a superman. But there is another way, right? That you can also stop the truck. How? When you stand in the middle of the road, all you need to do is just put on a policeman uniform. And the moment you put on the policeman uniform, when the truck is coming your way, all you need to do is just lift up your hands and with a loud whistle, you blow hard. When the driver saw that there is a policeman lifting up his hand, telling him to stop, how many of you know the truck will stop? Hallelujah. That is the difference between authority and power. If you're waiting for the power of God to come upon you, then you start acting on it. Let me tell you, like what I said just now, wait long, long. But if you understand that you already have been authorized, you are ambassadors of Jesus. Ah, hallelujah. Then let me tell you, you don't have to wait for that power. As you move along, God's power will go along with you. Like what, what Jesus says, and lo, I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This centurion knew what it means to have authority. And that's why he knows that Jesus could heal the sick. And not only that, he understands authority. That means what? He doesn't have to wait for power to come to his house. He knows that the moment speak the word, that Authority, that word carries the same authority to heal the sick of the servant. Hallelujah. Therefore, you and I must also understand authority, right? So therefore, if you understand authority, right, what is the thing that you and I must do? Point number one, NBC, right? Write it down, okay? Write it down. Don't wait to do great things for God. Start doing things for the great God. Hallelujah. Don't wait to do great things for God. Start to do things for the great God. Many times, we fail to see that what we are currently doing is actually significant. People want to do great things for God, but in that process, they put more value 
on the kind of assignment rather than the God who gave you that assignment. Hallelujah. Listen, the Bible says, if you are faithful in the least, God will give you much. Remember the parable of the talents? When the servant was faithful with the little, doesn't matter if it is only two, doesn't matter if it is only five or ten, God rewarded them to rule over cities and give them authority. Listen, you can only get authority when you learn to be faithful with the little that is entrusted to you. Listen, if we want to grow in authority, then you start doing things for the great God instead of wanting to just do great things for God. The problem for us right now is that when we are all confined at home, right, our activities become very limited and become very simple. So we are no longer used to this because usually we try to do things for God in a great way, right? We come to church, we dress up well, you know, everything all has to be grand, the sound, the music, everything all has to be great and grand. Then only then we feel that we are doing something significant towards God. But now we are all stuck at home. What do we do? We languish. <laughs> the spirit of passivity come upon us. Because now we, we don't have the sound, we don't have the light, we don't have the great grand, grandeur of a service. So as a result, what happened? Right? We do, not want, we do not want to do things for God. We do not want to come to service. Ah, you know what? Watch online very siena, you know, right? Ah, to give to God via payna. I also don't know how. The thing is this, guys. If you understand authority and if, you, if your church wants to grow in its authority in God, then let me tell you this. This is the right moment. This is the right time for us to grow in our authority. Why? Because when we have to do things basic, yet we still do it faithfully, we still do it with great anticipation and we still do it with joy in our hearts. Let me tell you this. He who is faithful in the least will be given authority to rule over cities. Hallelujah. The key is this, NBC. You must realize that under the great God, nothing that you do is unimportant or insignificant. Colossians chapter 3, verse 22-23. Born servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleases, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen, right? That means if you and I want to impact the city, then please be faithful in the little things that you and I have been assigned to do right now. Can you be faithful, right, in still attending cell group? Can you still be faithful in still committing to church every week, even though it is online? Can you still be faithful in still reaching out to the one person? Maybe you are used to reaching out to the masses, 10, 20, hundreds, and then you feel that you are doing something significant. But then, if you are faithful with continuing to reach out, even though it is only one person or one family, and you still invite them to come to watch service online and cause them to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, let me tell you this. As you are faithful in the little things, you are serving a great God. That little thing will become much. That's why the Great Commission, Jesus told the disciples the Great Commission, right? The Great Commission isn't great. 
because it's grand. It is great because the one who commissioned it is great. Hallelujah. Why is it called the Great Commission? Because it is not about the grandeur of the commission. No, but it is because the person who gave it is the great God Himself. Hallelujah. Come on, NBC, let's be on fire for Jesus this, this, uh, this weekend and give God a big hand. Hallelujah, right? Before you and I, right, become great, you must be faithful in the little things. Before God entrusts you with authority, you must be faithful in the little that has been entrusted to you. Under our great God, your little efforts are immensely important in the kingdom of God. Even right now, watching a service online. Even right now, still giving to God, giving to the church, even though it is harder, inconvenient for you to give. Listen, church, God's calling for us is never beyond our competency, but it is always out of our comfort zone. Everything that God does for us, it is never easy, but it is not impossible. God's calling for us, it is never for us to take it easy or to have it easy. But it is, but it is always so that you and I can be stretched to the limit so that you and I can do the impossible together with Jesus Christ. That's why during this period of time, especially during this difficult period of difficulty, you know what church? Let's continue to be faithful in the little things. Let's continue to be faithful in the small commitments, you know, of who we are as a, as a Christian. And as we do it, I can tell you this, when things get better, when things open up again, NBC has grown in its authority in Christ and you will have a greater impact in the city or wherever you guys go. Come on, let's give Jesus one more big round of applause. Hallelujah, amen. That's how the spirit of faith grows in us. Okay, number two, with this I'll end, all right? You grow in authority by obeying God's word despite the difficulty to do it. Number one, just now, right? You grow in authority by start doing little things for the great God. Number two, you grow in authority by obeying God's word despite the difficulty to do it. Think about this, NBC. How did Jesus get his authority and has the power to release that authority to his disciples. How? Simple. By being obedient to God's word, even to the point of death on the cross. Look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 8 to 11. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, that means because of this, God highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, those in heaven and on earth, and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Listen, NBC. This point number two, you can only delegate authority when you have learned how to submit under authority. You can only delegate authority when you have learned how to submit under authority. And the way we submit to God's authority is when we learn to obey His Word, even when we don't feel like it. Obedience is a decision. It's an act of our will. Experience is only a feeling. If you only feel like it, then you obey. Then you are not 
building on what is right. You are not building on your authority. If you only, you know, right, obey only when you feel like it, right? That means your Christianity is only based on experience and feelings. It is not based on faith. It is not based on what is solid. But obedience is a decision. It's an act of the will. And the more we learn to submit, the more authority God will entrust upon us. Listen, the great commission that Jesus gave to the disciples was the assignment that if they obey, would release God's authority over the apostles to lead the church and to experience His supernatural signs and wonders. That means what? When Jesus gave them this great commission, right? That authority can only happen to them when they obey and literally go into all the world and preach the gospel to every mankind. But if they are only waiting for the right time, for the right moment, or when they feel powerful enough, then they go. Like what I said just now earlier, wait long, long. Hallelujah, right? And the Great Commission, again, was that assignment that will release God's authority over their life to eventually, right, became the early church fathers and caused Christianity to spread throughout the entire world until today we are living in and experiencing today. And the commandment that Jesus gave to them was this, you must what? Go into all the world. Somebody say with me, go into all the world. Go. They must obey in order to receive this authority, in order for them to be able to have that authority to lead God's church. Now, they cannot say, wow, Jesus, I don't want lay. I like Singapore lay. Yeah, ask me to go to India. It's too hot. Ask me to go to Indonesia. Too kacau. Too, too, you know, too chaotic. You know what? One of the greatest, you know, uh, pastors in India, Dr. Satish Kumar said this. What is the first two letters of the word gospel? What is the first two words of the letter of the word gospel? The first two letters is go. G-O. Go. And what is the first two letters of the word good news? It's also go, G-O. Go to the north, go to the east, go to the west, and go to the south, into the entire world. You must go. You must obey. You cannot stay and be comfortable. Listen, right? Is it comfortable for us to watch service online like this? No. <laughs> but if you want to gain authority from God, then you must obey, you must go. You must still go to service online. You must go and obey. You know what, church? I have a cell group leader and he has been a cell group leader for 15 years. And you know that he told me this. When he started going to mission trips with our church uh, harvest team, with our church missions harvest team, he was shocked at how the gospel, the Word of God, worked so effectively in the mission field. And he told me this, Pastor Aris, for 15 years, I have been a cell group leader. I've been preaching, I've been speaking about the same thing to all my members. You know what he said? I preached to them about the Holy Spirit. 
and he has been using all our church materials to the point that he has no more new things to talk about to them. And yet, he said this, when he went to the missions field, he used the same sermon, he used the same material, and he used the same words, preaching about the Holy Spirit, preaching about the power of God. And you know what, friends? The presence and the power of God came upon the people in the mission field and he said this, he was so astounded because he witnessed signs and wonders happening in front of his eyes. And then he said this to me, Pastor, I used the same sermon on my cell group members for the last 15 years. All he witnessed was not signs and wonders. All he witnessed was just sigh and people wonder what is he talking about. It's not signs and wonders. They are all only you know, the, the members only experiencing sigh and wondering when is he going to finish his sermon. <laughs> what is the difference that caused that word to make such an impact in people's lives? The difference is he goes, he went, he go, he obeyed the Great Commission. And because he obeyed, he carried that same authority that Jesus gave us when we obey his commandment. You know what, NBC, you need to obey. <laughs> you need to go outside of your comfort zone, not go outside huh, and mingle around and, you know, and have, and have some party, no. You need to go outside of your comfort zone. Now, it's very ironic today because the way to get out of our comfort zone is to remain inside home and watch the service online. <laughs> it is no longer like last time. You need to go to church. Now you need to stay at home and go online to experience church. But friends, last time, right, to go out is beyond our comfort zone. We don't like it, right? And so therefore, when we step out and go to church, God's blessing starts coming upon us. We get blessed and we become on fire for Jesus and our life is radically transformed. We gain authority. But now it's very different. It's the other way around. <laughs> now, the not comfortable zone is not to go outside. Now, going outside is the comfort zone. Now, staying at home, watch service online is our uncomfortable zone. And that's exactly what God wants us to do. The principles stay the same. Obey. Go outside of your comfort zone. Only then, you will see signs and wonders will follow after you. Only after you have obeyed, not after you feel like to obey. In conclusion, NBC, I want to end by saying this. You have the life of Jesus living inside us. All of us have the same spirit of faith, like what Paul says, to do great and mighty things for God. But it must begin with understanding authority today. And what is the understanding of authority that we have talked about? Number one, start to do little things for the great God and not wait for doing great things for God. And I believe that wherever we are at home today, we can see many, many little things that we can still do for Jesus, for God. Amen? Like continue to pray, read the Bible, continue to be positive and have faith in God. Let me tell you, the more you do that, the more you will experience authority. And number two, be obedient to God's Word, even when you don't feel like it. 
And as you begin to do that, these two, you will grow in authority. And the spirit of faith, right, coupled with understanding that authority that is upon you, makes it easier for you to believe God to do the impossible for you and that you will continue to be optimistic and be faithful to obey the Great Commission and to continue to pray for signs and wonders to happen in our life and in our life. NBC, I hope that today's word has ministered to you and has blessed you tremendously. Once again, stay faithful to God and be obedient to His word even when it is very uncomfortable for us to do so. And everybody say, Amen. Let's give Jesus a big round of applause this weekend. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. I'm going to pray for you. And as I, after I finish praying, I'm going to pass this time back, you know, to Pastor Stephen. Father, I want to thank you, God, for today's, the Word of God. And Lord, cause the Word of God to inspire us so that, Lord, we can step out of our comfort zone. Lord, during this period of time, when it is so uncomfortable for us to be at home. Lord, let it not stop us to go near to Jesus, to come near to God, and to still remain faithful and obedient to the Word of God and to the commitment that we have made together with Jesus. In our giving, in attending service, in prayer, in our spiritual life, Lord, let, it, let us not draw back, but let us continue, Father Lord, to progress. And I pray that as we continue to do that, Lord, NBC will grow, not just in power, but in authority. Grow in power and authority. Lord, when they know they have authority, even when they don't feel the power, Lord, they will still obey what you have told them to do and it can still bear fruits and results in Jesus' name. And that's the message, the revelation that I pray every single person listening to this sermon will receive. I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give God a big hand. Woo! Thank you so much, NBC. Thank you so much, Pastor Stephen Pang. God bless you and uh, stay safe, stay healthy until we meet again face-to-face. -face. Have a great weekend.